Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to this. Rachel's going to tell you that. What does that even mean? <laughs> what? It doesn't mean anything. That was the first thing that came to my head when you were going to record. So I can take what? time to think of something to say. If that's where your head's at, I don't want you to take time to think of something to say. <laughs> Just cue music. people who feel both attacked and seen by the names we use for our listeners. How are you doing? I'm sure they're doing great. They I, can't talk to you, Rachel. Well, I mean, I, maybe I want them to reply uh, wherever they're listening. Mm. I want, if you, you know, you're on, maybe you're on public transportation. Perhaps you're listening in class when you should be paying attention. Yeah. You're doing some chores around the house. You're driving. I don't care. Respond to me. How are you doing? How are you? How's your day been? Did you drink enough water today? Probably not. This is feeling like Dora the Explorer right now. Well, anyway, I don't know how to transition out of that, so uh, we won't. Uh, we're just going to do it. All right. Um, Sounds good to me. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I meant apologies for the mic sounds I was making, but what we have next is the eight-second apologies. So I would sincerely like to apologize for Lauren basically saying, or at the very least implying, that doctors are useless in comparison to cats. And I would also like to apologize for you having to wait an entire week for a new episode of your favorite podcast ever, and then Lauren giving you, like, 25 minutes. I, on the other hand, will give you more of what you deserve. Me. Well, actually, I don't I don't think anyone can attain me, um, but I'll give you more of what you want. Oh, there you which, go. Which is me. There you go. Which is me. There you go. Uh, don't Another for- little slice. I'm sorry? Another little slice. <laughs> Another little slice? Yeah. <laughs> of me? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Those apologies, um, I can't argue with them. I do apologize for it being short. And also, I am not sorry for saying the cats are more beneficial than doctors to society. So, I'm sorry. Don't you want to 
be 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 a doctor yeah (laughs) all right forget phds just become a cat and uh don't forget to get your reviews in get your free sticker send us a screenshot of your review send us your address that you want us to send your sticker to we will get you a free hyperfocus sticker so i wanted to take a quick second uh to just shout out all of the countries that we have listeners in uh, because it's kind of awesome yeah uh you know i was i was gonna say like oh we never expected it to get this much support we did and we wouldn't (laughs) it wouldn't be possible without all of you blah 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 but we've always known that we are awesome so how surprised are we you're welcome for supplying yeah we're not thanking you we are we are telling you that this is a you're welcome party (laughs) (laughs) so uh let's let's uh let's list them off real quick we have listeners in United States, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Germany, Spain, Netherlands, Ireland, Denmark, Jordan, India, Trinidad and Tobago, the Philippines, Malaysia, Brazil, Libya, France, Finland, Argentina, Sweden, Norway, Italy, South Africa, Turkey, Poland, Hungary, <sighs> Georgia, Bulgaria, Albania, Zambia, Taiwan, Russia, New Zealand, Kenya, Japan, Algeria, and the Czech Republic. We love ya. How's life? And uh, why haven't you told your entire country about us yet? <laughs> hmm. no seriously though thank do you better. guys for listening we really do appreciate you all <laughs> no seriously do better oh my goodness yes this is it's uh y'all put up with me a lot uh but it, i think you simultaneously put up with me and get to enjoy me and that's mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic yeah now uh some of you may have seen the viral tiktok about how there are feral cannibalistic people living in our national parks have you seen that TikTok? I have seen that TikTok. I honestly don't know if I've seen the original TikTok or I've just seen TikToks about it. I don't think about it. I don't either. I'm very glad that we're talking about this, though. We're kind of talking about this. So today I want to tell you about what we actually know okay. about feral children and set the record straight as much as I can. Okay. Uh, now, I don't normally say right from the get-go what our topic will be, uh, but today I am because some of the examples that I'm going to get into will require a heavy trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the whole episode. I will give a reminder before we get to the okay. the heavy parts. Uh, but we're going to have trigger warnings for abuse, neglect, suicide, death in general, uh, murder, cannibalism, uh, pretty much everything. So if you can be triggered by it, it's probably in this. And I will do my best to uh, let you know when to be ready for that or skip it if you don't want to hear it okay and when it's done i will try to also give a little we're done now it's safe (laughs) but i don't know good luck finding that if you're like scrolling through it hitting the 15 second fast forward we'll see we'll do our best so so feral children they are also called wild children Mm -hmm. these are children who grow up in isolation either by accident or on purpose okay so we kind of have two groups. Now, these are those who are separated from their family in some way. And then we also have those who are severely mistreated. Whoa, slapped my mic. Severely mistreated by their families and kept in isolation from the world. Okay. With those who are separated from their families, uh, we kind of see the motif of like a child being raised by animals, kind of the, like raised by wolves. Yep. It comes up a lot in mythology, uh, other places, literature, legends, yep. all that stuff. But there may be some truth to those stories. Okay. So feral children are often seen as kind of towing the line between animal and human. Mm -hmm. And they've become an interesting field of study for many scientists, but it's not one that, it's not really a a field of study that can be induced or replicated or kept in a lab. So these are more like case studies. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, And because of this, there's not a lot of scientific knowledge on this group of people. Okay. But I'm going to tell you what we do know. Feral children develop 
in vastly different ways mm-hmm. than children who are raised by human parents. Uh, and for those who are still raised by human parents, vastly differently than people who are raised well or raised even the tiny with the tiniest bit of decency. There are there are accounts of many children who learn to live like animals. And some of these accounts include things like running on all fours, hunting and foraging for food, and often eating their food raw, like hunting an animal, killing it, eating it immediately. Uh, Exceptional hearing, an exceptional sense of smell, and a complete or almost complete absence of language. That's really interesting. Now, there is almost a little bit of like an uncanny valley effect here, which for those of you who don't know, has to do more with robots, uh, but basically like the more human a robot looks the more we like it until a point yeah as it starts to get really realistic looking we hate it It makes it very uncomfortable there's it almost is something like that for a lot of people not with robots but just because feral children look and act differently Mm -hmm. than children who are raised by humans so there is a little bit of almost like a a lot of people almost have like a little bit of like a creepy reaction right um to to seeing uh, a feral child Mm mm-hmm so feral children who are later found and uh, brought back into society or into society for the first time have a lot of trouble adjusting or readjusting to the world as right. we know it. They almost always have severe, severe trouble with learning language. A lot of accounts detail that they never learned language. They mm. never could. Most of these, um, I'm sorry, most of those who do learn some language are really learning individual words and not actually learning language. Right, okay. So it's like learning how to identify things and that kind of thing. Right, and not learning grammar, not having the intuitive sense of how to form a sentence. Right. Uh, that sort of thing. This The language one, the language example, is a very, very important one in how they develop differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people take this as evidence for the critical period hypothesis, basically that there are periods in our life that are called critical periods, which are the only time that you can learn something or the only time you're going to be able to learn it well. A big one of those is language. Yeah. It also provides a much deeper look into things like uh, language use, yes, but also uh, like nature versus nurture. Uh-huh. It really puts John Locke's uh, like tabula rasa to the test. Are we born a clean slate? Right. And all of our knowledge is constructed as we learn and grow, or is some of it inborn yeah. Genetic, concrete, unchangeable. Yep. Uh, this suggests more nurture. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all nurture, but a lot more than yeah. people give it credit for, which uh, I agree with. I, th- <laughs> I genuinely think you could take like a child of like average intelligence and raise them to be like a happy, well-adjusted genius. Mm. Uh, in practicality, ooh, and yes, happiness and genius, usually oxymoronic, usually diametrically opposed, but hypothetically, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think, I think we... Uh, Sometimes don't put enough into nurture. Um, But that's a discussion for another time. It's just an important thing to mention here. So feral children, um, other other problems that they have readjusting, they completely lack social skills and they often appear to be mentally impaired. And they also generally have a lot of physical difficulties as well, such as learning to use a toilet or trouble walking on two legs if they have been walking and running on all fours their whole life. Right. One of the prevailing beliefs about why feral children develop this way and later cannot develop language is that they grew up outside of human society. So what this means is basically that they are well-developed and well-adjusted for the environment in which they grew up, but not for our world. So it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lesser ability, although in some cases it might be, but 
that it might just be a different ability. Yeah, that makes sense. So before the 1600s, most of the accounts that we see of this are myths and legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, however, there are multiple accounts of feral children that arise in the 1600s in Europe. Some of these include a wolf boy in Germany, Polish children who were abducted by bears. Oh, wow. Uh, Don't know how I feel about the abduction theory. Yeah. Um, And even a boy named John who got separated from his family during a war, hid in the woods, and was too afraid to come out of hiding... So he was ultimately separated from his family, and he spent 16 years living like an animal. Oh, wow. Now, the children who are rescued, we can debate the word rescued, but the children who are, that's the the word that uh, a lot of people use, so I'm going to use it here. The children who are rescued and brought into society fascinated scientists and philosophers as they watched how the children continued to live like animals and had trouble with language throughout their entire lives. Yeah. Later in the 18th century, a famous case of a feral child emerges. Mm -hmm. Um, He was often called Peter the Wild Boy. King George and the Prince of Wales uh, were absolutely fascinated by him, and Peter spent multiple years living with them. Seems like lived with one of them and then lived with another. Interesting. Um, Okay. King George often brought him out to entertain the guests. That's terrible. Yes. That's horrible. Who were fascinated by his absolute lack of manners and how he scurried on all fours. There were attempts to civilize him, but they all failed. He never learned to speak. He liked to sleep on the floor. Uh, We don't really know the full story. Yeah. There's not a ton on it, but he was like sent to the countryside. And I don't know what he did with that. I don't know if he went back to living in the wilderness or he just kind of did a little bit of both, but that's about all we know about him. That and that there is a gravestone that says Peter the Wild Boy. Wow. I hope he got to be free after that because that's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he did. Yeah. Uh, I, I could have done more research on it, but I didn't because we have a lot to get through with this yeah. topic. There are a lot of other similar examples that include feral children being found. Lots of other really interesting examples that yeah. you could do deep dives on. But some of the descriptions of these children um, include that they were naked and mute. Uh, some of them refused to be washed, refused to be touched. Some of them would completely ignore human contact. Some would have violent outbursts. There were some uh, accounts of children being completely covered in scars just by because yeah. of living in the elements. Yeah. Uh, and there was one that even uh, was supposed to have lived with a pack of wolves. Whoa. Now there's a list. So that's the like name. the wolf child, that same kind of thing, right? Was that the name of that one kid that you were talking about? The wolf boy. Wolf boy, yeah. Yep. There's actually a couple examples of that. There's a list I want to read you. This is from Wikipedia. I would say grain of salt, but honestly, Wikipedia has gotten pretty good. (laughs) So we want to go through the uh, documented cases. I'm just, I'm not going to go into deep, um, but just kind of give you a list of some of the animals that people have been accounted to have been raised by. Okay. Multiple with primates and monkeys, multiple with wolves, multiple with dogs. Mm -hmm. Then we also see accounts of people being... uh, raised or living with bears sheep cattle goats there's even one case of um the ostrich boy whoa who was apparently raised by ostriches now there are a lot of other documented cases i'm not gonna go through them all there's so many that would take me so it's a kind whole of day. like but it's kind of interesting to think of like dogs having a human pet in the way that humans have a dog as a pet you know what i mean like yeah that's, it's, it's really cool, actually. It's kind though. of a simplified version of it. Oh, but, I know, but, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's also a couple, there's alleged cases of people being raised by pumas and sheep. And I don't know what the Lobo Wolf Girl of Devil's River is, but that's an alleged case. 
Okay. <laughs> and apparently a figure in Texas folklore. Okay. Was captured in 1846, but escaped. I didn't know that Texas had folklore. <laughs> she was last spotted at age 17 in 1852. What? Wait. She was captured and escaped? Wait. That sounds like another episode to me. <laughs> yeah. How did I miss this one earlier? I'm going to have to come back to that. Uh, now, I will say that there have been also um, some hoaxes. Yeah, of course. Of course. There's, I just want to tell you one of them was uh, Amala and Kamala in Calcutta. Like it was... It was like some reverend who had an orphanage, and it was basically a hoax to uh, get money. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, things like that. Yeah. Um, And then also other stories that have just kind of become folklore that yeah. weren't really real. Yeah. That kind of good stuff. Now, let's get back to my actual notes that I have prepared. So, so far, all of these have been examples of the ones who lived in the wilderness, mm -hmm. uh, most often, most likely by accident. Right. The best known example of a feral child who was such due to purposeful isolation is mm -hmm. Jeannie Wiley. This is where the trigger warning comes in. Uh, if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead a couple of minutes. This is... This is where most of it comes in. This is where we're going to see uh, severe abuse and neglect, suicide, death, uh... A, a lot of a, a lot of trauma, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of trauma. Yeah. So Jeannie Wiley was a name that was given to this girl to protect her identity. Okay. Her last name is Wiley, but we would have known that anyway because of the arrest of her father, right? Clark right. Wa Clark Wiley. Um, I will say what I am going to say here is a very brief overview. There are a lot of details being mm -hmm. left out. This could be a whole episode. This could be a like two hour long episode. I am not giving you a comprehensive view of all of this, but here are just a couple of the important points. Just, just keep that in mind. Just keep in mind that this is a massive case. So like I said, Jeannie's father's name was Clark. Uh, now he and his wife, Irene, had two children who died at a very young age, mm -hmm. one from being left in a cold garage and the other from complications during birth. That's horrible. Then they had a boy who survived and was abused, but not mm -hmm. in the same way that Jeannie was. Clark's mother was killed by a drunk driver, and Clark became vicious. Mm -hmm. He abused, I believe, physically his, his son, John, and he locked Jeannie, who was then 20 months old, alone in a small room. Oh, my gosh. Keep in mind that she was 20 months old when this yeah. happened, so like, like a little over a year and a half. Yeah. The only two objects in this room were a crib with some sort of like chicken wire, like metal wire yeah. covering. Um, and <laughs> I wrote that those were the two objects in her room. That's literally only one. The other one was a um, like a child's potty chair. Um, also, there was a window in this room and it was covered up except for like a couple inches. Okay. So very little sunlight. Yeah. Um, now, at night, she was tied to her bed, and the crib was covered with the, the metal wire contraption. During the day, she was kind of, like, strapped to herself. Some places described it as, like, a straight jacket type thing. I don't yeah. know if that's exactly what it was. Um, but basically immobilized and tied to the child's potty chair. That's horrible. So she never stood up or moved around. Mm -hmm. She was also sometimes hit with a piece of wood. Mm. She, like, never left that room. That's awful. So we'll talk about this a little bit later, but 
she pretty much never had any human interaction. Yeah. Except for her dad coming in to like... Yeah, abuse her. Yes. Move her from crib to chair. And I didn't write this down, but if I remember correctly, she was only given like liquid foods, baby food, that kind of thing. Now her mother... Reminder, her name was Irene. She had very poor eyesight, and it seems to me that she was also abused by Clark. Um, John and Irene were apparently forbidden from going into Jeannie's room or Mm. speaking to her. It's easy to say, like, why didn't she do more? Yeah. When you are also being abused, that is... That's really difficult Very difficult. Yeah. Um, Especially with someone as vicious as Clark, you would be terrified of him. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. But she, despite that, would reportedly try to sneak food into into uh, Jeannie's room for her at night and she eventually fled the house and I don't know exactly how what the uh, chain of events here was but shortly after that Jeannie was taken from the home um, and Clark was arrested oh good and then I'm trying really hard not to swear here because (laughs) every single word that I can think of to describe this man is a swear word um but this idiot was like dang it I've been caught so I'm gonna commit suicide I hate when criminals do that so much because no justice. Oh, no justice. None. Um, absolutely not. So he committed suicide and evaded the justice system and never got punished for it. Ah, yeah. Awful. Uh, but when Jeannie was rescued at the age of 13, oh my gosh, Jeannie was the size of a six or seven year old child weighing in at 59 pounds. Oh, wow. She had never lost her baby teeth. She was incontinent, she was unable to focus her eyes fully, and she could not stand up straight or extend her limbs. That's horrible. Psychologists, doctors, children's welfare workers, all of them called her the most damaged child they had ever seen. Mm. Okay, that is just an example of the uh, raised in isolation by humans. Now, it's important to point out that she did develop some language, but it, that was she was one of the examples of just words yep. and was not super – her language use was not super effective because she had never experienced really being talked to at all. Not actual human at all, interaction. At yeah. all. Now, you can kind of look up what happened to her, uh, but right now, no one really knows where she is for her own protection. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, but she had spent some time with – psychologists and doctors and people who really cared about her and mm-hmm. then was put into state care and then after that we don't really know too much i mean yes there 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 is somebody m- knows but there's it's for her protection. there's more that you can look that you can find out about that that's not just that simple um but well some of even like the the linguists and psychologists and doctors that worked with her don't know where she is yeah. or have not been able to contact her but uh, i don't even think we know if she's still alive but that happens so we have we these are both uh even though they're kind of very different Mm-hmm. Uh, realms here of people who are you know separated from their families and then are raised by wolves and people who are deliberately abused yeah but they both have very similar outcomes and they are both considered to be feral children interesting okay for those of you who are uh or for those of you who wanted to skip that part uh you're good to go it's that is over you're good to go it is safe now well maybe not um but a, a different kind. We have a different kind of trigger warning now. So okay. it's, it's partially safe. Now we are moving on to the topic of that TikTok. So feral people living in our national parks. So now we're switching to a trigger warning for murder and cannibalism, but... And national parks. <laughs> it's not super detailed. Uh, it's it's not going to be that gruesome. It's like we're kind of talking about theories here. 
Um, right, right. So specifically, we're talking about the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people will probably come for me with how I pronounce that. Get over it. It's like the no man's land, right? Where it's like no one can, you know, you can't be charged with anything here. It's a... What? Murder is legal. Is it that, <laughs> that space of the earth that people... This is in the U.S. Of, of the country, I mean. <laughs> no, I know. But people talk about it like you can't be charged with murder here. You'll never, you'll never be caught. No one's in charge. Uh, well, I understand that's not legally how it works. I'm saying that's how that's some kinda, of the TikToks about it go. That's kind of how some people present it. Um, we'll get there. My point was that's the area we're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I understand that's not how a law works. Good. I'm just saying. I'm happy we've come this far. <laughs> so there are literally no good sources on this. Okay. I spent so much time mm-hmm. on the internet last night Trying to get to the bottom of this. CIA knows. And where did I go? I went to Reddit for hours. That is where I ended up. So we're going to go on a Reddit dive together. Okay. So here's the the original post in which this uh, conversation started mm-hmm. after the TikTok was posted. Okay. This is from Reddit user Shop Ready, and it is titled, Cannibals in National Parks? Question mark, exclamation point, repeating, repeating. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. And this is what the post says. Tonight, while scrolling through TikTok, I came across a series of videos where a girl was talking about a recent trip to an unknown national park, and she said she and her husband heard people screaming for help and that someone was killing them. They called the police and followed up the next morning to find out nothing had been done. Another girl stitched her video to say that she lives in the Smokies, and it is well known to locals that there are cannibals that live in the forest and they stand up I'm sorry, they snatch up children and sometimes whole families. I'm just wondering if anyone has similar experiences or stories. Like, what the hell did I just watch? Now, yes, that says Smokies. The discussion in the thread yeah. revolves around the Appalachian, of Appala- Appalachian Mountains. So yeah, there are hundreds of comments on this thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them very long stories. Oh, I'm sure there's some very heated opinions very, on this. Very long, multi-paragraph posts. Uh, I read most of them. Good. Granted, it was late last night, and I didn't write anything down about them until this morning. (laughs) So this is not by any means comprehensive either. It is extensive, my goodness. Uh, But but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everything in this story is word of mouth. Okay. People who live there or who have gone there say that this is true, uh, but no one really talks about it. Yeah. Other than on this Reddit thread, apparently. Okay. And TikTok. Those are the best places to share your information. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Follow us on Reddit and TikTok. <laughs> uh, it's pretty conspiratorial, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, the main reasons that people give for not talking about it are that it would be a huge problem for the tourism industry, yeah. which the people there desperately need, and that many people, including park rangers, Green Berets, and the FBI, and so on, have tried to deal with these feral people, have killed a few, but have not been able to eradicate them. Okay. Essentially, the them that I am talking about are the feral people, Mm -hmm. but they are adults, uh, often described as naked, usually hairy, animalistic, that kidnap and eat people. Uh, There are many stories of people seeing such beings or people. Uh, So I'm going to read another Reddit post. Well, excerpts from a Reddit post because it was very long, and this is still most of it, but it was a lot. This is from Reddit user SimplyIR, and this is what they said. So I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, one of the closest major cities to the park. My sister is an avid hiker and has hiked the chimneys multiple times. She swears that she heard a, quote, gut-wrenching scream for their lives, 
of an alleged group of voices. She got to the top of the mountain and told a park ranger about it. The park ranger admitted to my sister that there are literally feral people that live in the park and kidnap and eat people sometimes. They said people have been going missing there or reported having survived being attacked by naked groups of men for decades. Apparently, the police and the government have known about it, and historically there have been attempts to deal with it. Skip a little bit. Same person said they have lived around there for their whole life, and that their grandfather was supposedly literally bountied back in the 1950s to hunt and kill these people. When they say same person, they're talking about the park ranger. Yeah. Um, Apparently the parks were becoming popular, and so people started noticing missing people. Mm. Apparently, they killed some of them and found some camps with human remains and a fire. I have tried to find sources for this because it sounds so outrageous, but have failed. Not surprised, though, this region back then and still today is one of the poorest places in the country and, like, barely had roads or power back then. They said that their grandfather felt guilty now, but back then the community didn't even see them as humans, especially in the context of American racism where lots of people were seen as inferior. Little skip. I think the same person, but maybe someone else at the top of the mountain, also told her about a girl who was chased chased by multiple naked men. She thought she was being followed for a long time and eventually saw them. She sprinted away and hid under something like a bush or in a ditch and waited for multiple days while she could hear two men looking for her the whole time, speaking an unrecognizable language. She got away, thankfully. Wow. There are, like, endless posts like this. Yeah. On here. Yeah. Um, This really only scratches the surface, but it gives you an idea. There are a lot of people who attribute missing persons cases to yeah. this uh, this idea, this this group yeah. of people, I guess you would say, um, that the people who went missing were actually kidnapped and eaten by the feral people in these these woods um, and these mountains. Now, do we believe it? Uh, um, weird. I'd have to be convinced. I think. Mm-hmm. At this point, no, but I would be open to being convinced of it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, we'll we'll get there. I think uh, it could be it could be real. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about my opinion as we get to the end here. But um, uh, there's there's so many stories that have similar that explanations it, that it's almost like there has to be. It's almost like there has to be, but it's also almost like they're too similar. Yeah. It goes both ways. So I'm going to just real quick tell you a couple theories that I have as to why these stories exist. Okay. Um, So that person mentioned, that one, that second person on Reddit mentioned like racism Mm -hmm. in the United States. There's a distinct possibility that these are some sort of tribe or indigenous people. Yeah. um, And with the additional stereotypes and racism piled on top of that, it became kind of a legend. Right. Of these are feral people. But if that's what they are, they literally cannot be feral because they exist in groups. Yep. Which literally goes against the entire definition of a feral child. Yep. Which it's also interesting that like we only ever have studied uh, feral children because that's pretty much all that has been found. But this is like, it's only feral adults. Yeah. Like nowhere, nowhere in any of this did I see anything about feral children. It was only ever stories about adults. Interesting. Which if there are tribes of quote-unquote feral people wouldn't there eventually be children there would have to be as for the cannibalism uh okay a little trigger warning here uh mortuary cannibalism is a thing for some people groups Mm -hmm. and there was an author um james chrisman who wrote death and dying in central appalachia changing attitudes and practices uh and he says that mortuary cannibalism was practiced in the mountains of eastern eastern kentucky as recently as the 1930s Interesting. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, 
uh, mortuary cannibalism is not killing people to eat them, but killing people, I'm sorry, eating people once they have died. Right, right. This is seen as a respectful thing, a way to honor the dead. Mm-hmm. It still happens in some places in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but according to this author, it was happening in the U.S. in the 20th century. Which, I mean, if if that were happening and people saw it, uh, yes, stories of that probably would have continued. Yeah. For years and years and years. And then, like yep. we mentioned last, uh, well, it's not confirmation bias. What's the bias I'm thinking of? Confirmation bias. Isn't there another one that's like similar to confirmation bias? Probably. But is slightly different. That you like, you fit the story. Oh, oh. I don't know. Well, there is. There's one. We'll see if we can come up with it. But basically that you take the facts and you fit them to your story. Yeah. Rather than confirmation bias is only accepting the facts that fit your story. Yeah. One's acceptance, one is changing, kind of. But anyway, you get the idea. Uh, where that would have, uh, like, they would have been primed to think that that's what that was if right. they saw someone running through the woods or yep. something like that. But there are a couple other things that could be happening here. For one... uh. This is a criminal hideout. It yeah. is. There may just be like, you know, kind of mountain men criminals yep. who aren't shaving and are running for their lives and running to get away from the police and may have been seen once or twice by people. Yeah, that's totally possible. Like, we know that there have been criminals who have done this. That definitely happens. It could be true in this case. It could be true yeah. in this case. It might be a criminal, it might be a murderer or a kidnapper, but it's not really a feral person Yeah. in that situation. Here's the other thing. I used to live in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Not exactly mountainous where I was from, but uh, lots of wildlife. Yeah. You know what sometimes happens? Wildlife looks like people. Well, that's not what I was going to say. Things like coyotes. Oh, yeah. Uh, mountain lions, that kind of stuff. Sometimes the sounds they make, especially at night, literally sound like a blood-curdling human scream. Good! There have been multiple times where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna look at the stars, it's such a pretty night, and then you just hear the coyote screams, and I'm like, no, I'm going back inside. Oh my gosh. So, if you're already looking, if you're already primed to think that people are screaming while they're being kidnapped and murdered, and you hear a coyote... Or you hear another animal from a distance, you might think it's a human. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of other explanations for what might be going on in the woods. It's also one of those things where you hear scary stories. You get scared. Mm -hmm. You get scared. You look for things. Yes, you do. But here's the thing. Feral people exist. Yeah. They do. But are our national parks littered with cannibalistic feral people who will kidnap you and kill you and eat you at every turn? Probably not. I'm, I'm going yeah, s- to I'm going to say not. no. But these are dense woods. This covers a massive area, so yes, there are bad people in there. That just makes sense logistically. Yeah. And feral people exist. So it also makes sense that logistically there may be a few in there. Yeah. But I'm sure it's single digits if oh, at yeah. all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And everything else, I feel like, probably just became a game of telephone. Some of them were true stories to begin with. Some of them probably still are true stories. Yeah. But they get turned, they get, like, you know, mythologized over time. They become legends. One person had a story, and now 20 different people tell it 20 different ways, so they think it's 20 different stories. Mm -hmm. So honestly, there probably are one or two feral people in those woods who would eat you if necessary. It's probably, that. that's probably true. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But I also highly doubt that it's... Anything like what years have sto- years of story has made them out to be. Right. No further comments. I'm processing. 
process faster. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think I think I agree with you that it's very unlikely that there's a chance that it's as much as people talk about. But here's the thing. Here's what here's what kind of trips me up. There's no evidence to disprove it. Yeah, that's yeah. There it, it feels there are like that was one thing I was thinking earlier. It feels like if it weren't true, there would be statements from the government that were like, guys. I don't think the government really cares about folklore. I thought you were gonna say about folks and I was like, fair. <laughs> Didn't you, like, uh, I don't know, apply for the FBI that one time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's down the drain now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one specific case of, like, I forget the name, but of a, of a young boy um, who went missing in this woods. And, like, a lot of people think this is what happened. Yeah. Um, and pretty much the reasoning that people are giving is, like, it's being covered up. Or we just haven't been able to, like, track down these people. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know, guys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. My advice, if you want to go there, go there. You'll be fine. Just stay <laughs> on the paths and, and bring a legal weapon with you. Like I do everywhere, every day. <laughs> Love being a woman. But it's, uh, you know... It's been, it's been a bit sensationalized. Mm-hmm, for, for sure. sure. Uh, there's an understandable fear around it, but it's uh, the fear itself is understandable, not the caliber yes. of the fear. Yes. You'll be fine. Yes, you will be fine. You are allowed to hike. Go hike. Go Enjoy hike. yourself. Enjoy yourself. Um, so long story short, uh, feral children seems like something out of science fiction. But it is not. It is not. It That's is really true. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is what seems like is out of science fiction, but it's true. Whereas the cannibalistic feral people in the national parks is something that seems like it might be true. Likely science fiction. Mostly. I, I, I will definitely say that there is probably some truth in that. I think that there is some truth in it. Mm-hmm. I think there it's, are it's most largely, largely been fictionalized yeah. or, or just overblown. So what you're saying is the most unrealistic part of Tarzan is... When he became, like, when he fell in love with Jane and became more like... Yes, actually, it's believed that um, the Jungle Book was perhaps um, inspired by a feral child. Yeah. So, yes. Jungle Book and Tarzan are different, though. Wait, which one was it? (gasps) One of them was... No, Jungle Book would be... Jungle Book would definitely be more likely to be inspired by a feral child. Wait, which one did you say? Which one did I say? I I said said Tarzan. I said Jungle Book. Yeah, those are different. Um... I just got excited because I thought I had a fact for you that related, but apparently it didn't. Who knows? But I'm I'm fairly certain that that is just a a theory anyway. Yeah. That they think it was perhaps inspired, but that would make sense because of, you know, the fascination that was going around for a couple centuries. In Jungle Book, he was raised by wolves mostly. Yeah. So like that would fit in with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it may have been wolf, uh, the wolf boy anyway. Oh yeah, that would make sense. I might be wrong. Ah, I hate I hate not knowing things. Dang it! <laughs> Hold on. No, I need to get this right. I got too many tabs open. Yes, Wolf Boy. Yeah. Jungle Book makes sense. Some have suggested. I mean, it feels likely. It feels very likely. Yeah. Very likely. It's a good movie. Also, we should watch it. We should watch it. I just like hiccuped. So it was very hard for me to get that sentence out. So everyone, go watch Jungle Book in celebration of this episode. And, celebration uh, is that you got to listen to us again right so listen folks the tldr here i guess the the tldl too long didn't listen uh is that 
listen to research, not TikTok, unless you're listening to me on TikTok, in which case I've done extensive research for yeah. you. Yeah, or, yeah. And or I'm just knowledgeable about everything. You should listen to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feral children exist. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are not running rampant through your national parks. No, they are not. Uh, well, I sincerely hope I'm right about that, because if I tell all of our listeners to go to the national parks and they end up being more uh, prevalent than I thought, then that could be a problem. In um, terms of marketing or morally, ethically? <laughs> both. Um, I meant morally and ethically, we but care yes, about you. also legally too. So um, Hyperfocus accepts no responsibility. Yes. So That's always true. Yes. I don't know where else to go with this. I feel like I'm just digging myself a hole. If you guys have a different opinion on what happened in this episode, please reach out to us. No, Tell stop us telling people to disagree with me. I... I want people to follow me blindly. Okay. So <laughs> some of you need to come pull Rachel off of her high horse. <laughs> mm. Disagree. Those of you who are following me blindly, I love you. Thank you. And you know I'm right here. You know that this is inflammatory language from Lauren. She's trying to take you away from me. Okay. Let's move on. Thank you for your repeated loyalty to me. Don't make me question it. You can follow us on Instagram. <laughs> if you would like to prove your loyalty to me, you can follow us on Instagram at HyperfocusPod. Or on Twitter, HyperFocus underscore pod. And on TikTok, HyperFocusPod. You can also send me an email, HyperFocusCast at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. Reddit, we're on there somewhere. <laughs> Facebook, we're on there somewhere. I don't know. But just, you know, go on any social media outlet. Look for us. We're probably there. Or honestly, if you we're can get everywhere. to Instagram, everything else you can find from there pretty much. So <laughs> yes, but you should be willing to do an infinite amount of work for us. It's only fair. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We love you. Hope you have a nice hike. Stay chaotic, babes. I should just link all of my favorite legal self-defense weapons. Maybe some like self-defense courses. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That Krav Maga video I sent you a couple weeks ago. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.